0: بسم الله الرحمن الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. أما بعد. The word aqab or in the hadith uh, ويل للعقاب من النار يعني woe to the heels from the fire There were occasions where I translated that as ankles but what is correct is uh, heels ويل للعقاب the, uh, the heels so that, is an important point for those who uh, were present uh, and uh, just to take note of that we come to the bab man rafa'a sawtahu and so the chapter from kitab al-ilm from Sahih al-Bukhari man rafa'a sawtahu whoever raises his voice in conveying knowledge now al-bukhari he says haddathana abu nu'man arim ibn al-fadl so this is the one who narrated to al- al-bukhari Paul who said haddathana abu abu awana and abi bishr who said that abu awana narrated from abi bishr and yusuf Ibn Mahak who narrated from Yusuf ibn Mahak and Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Amr radiyallahu anhuma qala who said taqallafa anna an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wasallam fi safratin safarnaha yani that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he remained behind us he, he was behind us and not exactly with us but he was يعني, um, further behind Further behind. Uh, during a journey which we were uh, undertaking during one of the journeys that they were undertaking and then he reached us then the Rasulullah he reached us and he caught up to them and Yani the uh, prayer was yani running out of time The prayer, that particular prayer Was yani running out of time So they were hasty ونحن ونحن And we were making wudu. فجعلنا نمسح على أرجلنا And so we began to wipe over our feet فنادى بأعلى صوته and so then the Prophet ﷺ, he he called out Bi A'la in the uh, highest uh, voice or in raising his voice to the highest uh, possibility, saying wailun il nar Waylun il Woe to the ankles from the fire. مَرَّتَيْنَ اَوْ ثَلَاثًا yani He said it twice or three times. So this is the hadith that Al-Bukhari brings under this chapter heading. The chapter, whoever raises his voice in conveying knowledge. And the hadith is clear in this, yani in this matter. Yani it is uh, a clear, uh, clear proof for that which Al-Bukhari is seeking to use uh, to uh, bring us proof for the chapter heading. And so الشيخ زيد al رحمه rahimahullah, he continues in his explanation of this kitab and he says, مشروع, تستدعي, تستدعي And so what we take from this hadith is the legislative manner of raising the voice in conveying knowledge when there's a need for that. And likewise uh, raising the voice uh, when a person has yani similar matters which are important, matters which are important, and in those occasions which require the raising of the voice. Now for Nabiyu people al Yamsahuna ala arjulihim hum ala ajal. That the Prophet Sallallahu when he saw the people wiping over their feet, and they were being hasty, فأدرك, and then uh, the shaykh, he mentions a part of the hadith, that, as we know from the hadith, that the Rasul Sallallahu was, yeah, and he was behind them, he was behind them during this journey, but he caught up to them. And, أَعْجَلَتْنا الصَّلَاةِ لِذِيقِ The time for the prayer was running out. The time for the prayer was running out. Uh, and um, so they were making wudu' فَجَعَلْنَا عَلَى أَرْجُلِنَا And so we began to wipe over our feet as opposed to washing them. And then the shaykh, says مِنْ yeah, due, due to being extremely hasty in this matter and because they were running out of time and they had their reason, Fanada bi صُوْتِهِ and so the Rasulum he said Yani um with the, uh, the highest uh, voice he um Yani he could he could make or Yani raising his, his, his voice very high Bisotin Rafi'eh li الْأَمْرِ Amr. Raising his voice due to the uh, important nature of Yani what was taking place, وَيْلٌ lil مِنَ minan nar woe to the ankles from the fire. And uh, it's not mentioned in this hadith, but the riwayah of Imam Muslim, the narration or the wording recorded by Imam Muslim mentions that this safra, this يعني, journey um, was when they were traveling from Mecca to Medina. From Mecca to Medina. And the particular salah was Salat al-Asr. It was Salat al-Asr. Now, and so that particular wording gives us that extra information that that journey was when they were traveling from from Mecca to Medina and that particular prayer which was uh, about to end, the time of that prayer was, which was about to end, was Salat al-Asr. Now, and the reason also for the Sahaba rushing to pray this prayer or why they did not pray the prayer in... Waqti in its best time, which is the Yani, to pray it early. The reason why they didn't do so is because they wanted to pray with the Rasul. They wanted that the Rasul lead them in prayer. They knew the virtues of the Rasul leading them in prayer. So they were waiting, hoping that the Rasulullah would come earlier and lead them in prayer. And that is why they delayed the prayer until that point. Now and so the Sheikh he says that um, uh, the Wailing, وَيْلٌ لِلْعَعْقَابِ مِنَ النَّارِ Woe to the ankles from the fire. Uh, the shaykh says, meaning the ankles of those who يَتَسَاهَلُونَ فِي الْطُّهُورِ Those who are neglectful in uh, purification, making tahara, in their wudu. Those who يعني, are neglectful. And they're, they're easy in this regard. وَأَكْثَرْ مَا يَكُونَ اتْتَسَاهُلُ فِي الْأَرْجُلِ فِي الْعَعْقَابِ and in most cases, the neglect comes when washing the feet, the ankles in particular, from the feet. That is where most of the neglect comes from, from the people, those who neglect their wudu, it comes يعني, um, uh, the area of the ankles. And in some of the narrations, some of the wordings that the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he saw the people and their ankles were. يعني, meaning dry. يَعْنِي مَا أَصَابَهَا Ma Water had not reached the ankles and touched the ankles. And so he made that statement, woe the ankles from the fire. وَوَيْل And this word, wail, And this comes in numerous ahadith, wail. it It's been mentioned that this is kalimat عذاب وحلاك this is a word that is used يعني, to uh, portray uh, punishment and destruction. Likewise, it's mentioned that it is a wadin fi jahannam. It is a valley It is a valley from the hellfire. It's also been mentioned that wail is the sadid, ahlil nar, sadid. Yani that boiling water of the people of the fire. Allah protect us from that. Now, is that in, uh, even in the Quran? When you, whale, so you whale. So, yeah, yes, yes. The whale, which is in the Quran, and the whale which is in the Sunnah. This is the explanation they give to the whale, to the whale yes. To that kalimat, whale. Naam for you can't tell at for you so the Sheikh he says that this means that the tasahul and the negligence in Tahara and the absence of paying special attention to it, then this is from the major sins. It's from the major sins because here we have a punishment in the, in the hereafter, a punishment in the hereafter, punishment with the, with the fire. Uh, being applied to this particular action, which shows that it is a major sin. And because uh, there is applied to this, um, to the one who, who does this, one who's negligent in this regard, uh, uh, a severe threat. والإحسان بالأعمال عموما وفي خصوصا. نعم. يعني we've been commanded with إحسان, with perfection. In our actions in general, and in tahara specifically, al mm-hmm. mujibat perfecting um, a person's tahara, a per- person's wudu, and so on. This is from those things which necessitate the rida of Allah, the, the pleasure of Allah. Because that which, يعني, uh, the perfection in tahara. Brings about is the acceptance of the salah. إذا قُدِّيت بِأركانِها wa وواجباتِها. نعم, that is if the salah is offered and carried out with its conditions, with its pillars, and with its obligations. فساد فساد and the opposite is that if the Tahara is incorrect and corrupt then the prayer likewise becomes incorrect and corrupt. Naam. Because Tahara is shartun min شروطها because it is a condition from the conditions of salah. كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم just as the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said لا يقبل الله صلاة أحدكم إذا أحدث حتى يتوضع But Allah will not accept the salah of any of you when he أحدث يعني when he um, he uh, breaks his Tahara when he loses his Tahara up until he makes وضو ahli iman. And so again showing concern with the Tahara is a sign of the people of Iman that is, If this is the value that Tahara has then this is uh, something which the people of Iman they pay special concern to and so this becomes their sign becomes their sign Now and so the sheikh, he says, and this is why, أَحْلُ الْعِلْمِ هُمْ أَشَّدُّ حِرْصًا عَلَى tahara. That The people of knowledge, they are the most يعني, uh, passionate. They are the most passionate and they have the most hirs and zeal in perfecting that tahara. وَمِن ثَمَّ عَلَى تَعْلِيم النَّاسِ لِيُحْسِنُوا فِي Likewise, therefore, they are also, uh, يعني, uh, the most zealous of people In teaching the people Teaching the people Yani about Tahara And how to perfect the Tahara You know that they themselves also They perfect their Tahara And due to its great station And its importance فَقَدْ قَالَ النَّبِيَ صلى الله عليه وسلم, الطهور شطر الإيمان. That purification is Half of iman. على الإحسان في الطهارة الأجر العظيم والخير الكثير. and there is for Al Ihsan in tahara a great reward perfection in tahara there is for that uh, a great reward and much good that comes نعم as a result of that والإحسان فيها من أسهل min أسهل الأمور من أسهل الأمور على من وفقه الله للفقه في الدين and perfecting that Bahara is in reality from the easiest of affairs for the one who Allah gives understanding uh, يعني, uh, understanding of the religion to. And so you'll find that individual making the wudu just as the Prophet made the wudu. He would make it in the same manner. نعم. And the, the Rasul صلى الله عليه وسلم, he taught us the wudu and the tihara, through, by by speech and through speech and likewise through actions. Yes, he taught the companions and they reached us, they reached to us that knowledge. That knowledge reached to us from the statements of the Rasul and his actions. Ayat al-Ma'idah, that Rasulullah clarified and explained the verse in Surah al maida the verse of Tahara. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu ida qtum ila as-salati faghsilu wujuhakum wa aydiyakum ila al wamsahu wa amsahu bi ru'usikum wa arjulakum ila al wa in kuntum junaban fat taharu. The ayah, wherein Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala he mentions, "O you who believe, when you stand to offer the salah, wash your face, wash your faces, وأيديكم and your your uh, your arms your hands يعني up until the elbow and including the elbow wipe over your heads and wash your feet إلى الكعبين يعني to the ankles including the ankles when كنتم and if you are in a state of janaba, meaning after sexual discharge uh, فالطحروا يعني yani you were to bathe your whole body. الآية، <coughs> the verse. بينها النبي صلى الله عليه بفعله. The Prophet صلى الله عليه he explained, he explained this verse through his actions. وقد أذن الله له في البيان وأمره بذلك. And Allah uh, granted him permission to do this, to to explain uh, the, the the verses in the Quran and uh, and he commanded him with that. فجأت السنة. تُبَيِّن And so the sunnah came explaining to us how we are to make that wudu. And that is that we are to in, to make the intention, make the niyyah. And then we begin. So we make the intention, then we begin. But we don't utter the intention as we know. person has the intention in his heart. He begins by washing his hands, three times. وَنَتَمَضْ مَضْ وَنَسْتَنْشِقْ ثَلَاثًا Then we, in, in put, we put water into our mouths. Uh, we wash our mouths. وَنَسْتَنْشِقْ And we likewise, inhale water in, through, through the nose. Three times. وَنَقْسَلْ الْوَجْهِ And we wash the face. مِنْ مَنَابَةِ الشَّعْرِ إِلَى الظِّقْنِ From the manabit al Manabit al is where the hair begins here. The manabit where the hair begins here. So from this point, the Sheikh is now explaining the, the face that we wash. From, يعني, where the, the hair begins, top of the forehead, illa is the chin, which includes the beard. Naam. wa ila And the width-wise, so that's the length, width-wise, to, to the two yani to the two ears. This is the face. Nam three times ونقس اليدين مع المرفقين ثلاثا ثلاثا. Likewise we wash the uh, the hands up until the elbow, including the elbow, three times each uh, each arm. ومسح الراس and likewise wiping over the head من مقدمي إلى إلى الق إلى again. From that same point, from the beginning of the head, from from the beginning of where the, the hair s- starts, um, and to the qafa. The قفا is the nape, the nape. Now, Thumma نرجع إلى المكان الذي بدأنا منه. Then we return back to the place we began from. And so we begin here, wipe down to the nape, and then we come back to where we where we where we began. Now. And from, it, from the rats is the udhanan, is the two ears. No. So the two ears are included as part of the head. كَمَا ثَبَتَ فِي السُنَّةَ الْأُذَنَانِ مِنَ الْرَأَسِ As has been established in the sunnah, that uh, the two ears are from the head. يعني في Meaning in the ruling, that they are to be wiped also. ثُمَّ نَغْسِلَ الرِّجْلَيْنِ إِلَى الْكَعْبَيْنِ And then we are to, to wash the two feet, including the uh, ankles. اَيْ مَعَ الْكَعْبَيْنِ the ankles. This is the most complete tahara from that minor state of impurity. But if a person was to make wadu and wash the parts, those parts where you wash three times usually, if you to wash them two times, then uh, the Shaykh says, that is correct. That is still correct. Oh marra marra, sah Likewise, even if it was to wash each part one time, then that likewise is correct. أو مَرَّتَيْن ثَلَاثًا كُلُّ ذَلِكَ Or if he was to wash some parts uh, twice and some parts three times, then that's fine. If he was to wash one particular part of your body once, another part three times, another part two times, yani within the same wudu, then that is all correct. وَهَذَا دَلِيلَ عَلَى يُسْرِ الدِّينَ وَسَهُولَتِهِ and this is a clear proof uh, of the ease of this religion. And it's samaha it's tolerance. And this is rahmah for this Ummah, it is a mercy for this Ummah, and that which is um, legislated in order to make things easy for them. فَالْمَقْصُودِ نَعْمَ لَمَّا كَانَ أَمْرِ Tahara مُهِمَّا وَشَأْنُهَا عظيم نادى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيهم بأعلى صوته ليدركوا أهمية الموضوع وهمية الأمر فيقبلوا على الإحسان في وفي كاف... في كافة أعمالهم كما قال تعالى وأحسنوا والله يحب المحسنين. so the intent here is that given the fact that tahara is extremely important and its affair is great then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu he, wa he called out. He called out with, uh, with uh, raised his voice. He raised his voice uh, to the Sahaba in order that they understand and acknowledge the great importance of this subject and the importance of this matter and so that they may now turn to Ihsan when perfor- performing the Tahara. That they may now com- perfect and complete that tahara, and likewise in the other actions, that they they perfect their other actions. And as Allah, wa ta'ala, he said, And do good deeds, and, yani, with, with ihsan. Do good deeds with ihsan, with perfection. Allah loves those who do do, do good deeds, with ihsan. Assaut, uh, aydan, al- and then the shaykh says that, uh, the raising of the voice, then the occasions where a person addresses, or where those occasions, wherever there is some kind of uh, address, then that requires or that, or that calls for raising the voice, such as khutbatul al wal ayad the khutbah of Jum'a, likewise the khutbah of the of the aids the two a'id's, and in the munasabat in the various other occasions. إِذَا رَفْعَ الْإِنسَانِ صَوْتَهُ فَهُوَ مِنَ السُنَّةِ If a person, he raises his voice, um, then this is from the sunnah. فَقَدْ كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم يرفع صَوْتَهُ فِي خُطْبَةِ الْجُمْعَةِ وَهُوَ يُذَكِّرْ أَصْحَابَهُ الْكِرَامِ The Prophet ﷺ used to raise his voice during the khutbah of Jum'ah and when he would uh, remind his noble companions. وَيَرْفَعَ صَوْتَهُ عَالِيًا فَيَحْمُرْ وَجْهَ he would raise his voice so much that his face would go red and his, uh, uh, داج, his veins would swell. And you could see his veins popping, as we say. Now, لِإِهَمِّيَّةِ الْأَمْرِ الَّذِي يَحُثُ الْنَّاسِ عَلَى a uh, أَوْ عَلَى تَرْكِهِ أَوْ who is a man who is a yani due to the importance so a person raising his voice no problem with that something from the sunnah uh, raising his voice uh, because because whatever he's talking about within the khutbah is important and yani uh, that which is in that from encouraging the people to either perform that particular action that he's he's encouraging or to leave something which is uh, warning them from or whatever he is uh, commanding them with or advising them with reminding them with from the affairs of the last day and the events and the situations uh, of the last day those things that, w- that will take place on the last day and the calamities likewise that will take place on the last day al bil and likewise, raising the voice when when um, making mention of that which Allah has narrated from news and from those akhbar, those things which took place يعني, um, uh, in the Quran, those things which Allah mentioned in the Quran. And likewise, uh, those things which are mentioned in the sunnah, those things which are يعني, connected to the last day. Now, and so raising the voice is a sunnah for the khutaba, yani those khatibs and those, um, uh, those yani people who give, they give the khutbahs yani during the Jum'ah, during the ayat, during, the, A'yad, during the, the days of Eid, or the day of Eid. Khutaba yani al-Masajid, those who address the people in the masajid, و- and so if he raises his voice, the khatib raises his voice that the people may benefit and that they may turn to him. When he raises his voice, it calls to them, turning to him and paying attention and looking at him uh, um, and focusing with their hearts. And likewise with their bodies. بخلاف الصوت الضعيف فإنه قد لا يلتفت إلى الخطيب فيلحو السامعون منهم الغفلة إليهم النوم. As opposed to the one who has a weak voice. The one who has a weak voice, weak، he's not able to, to raise his voice. And in this situation, يعني, um, it's يعني, likely that the people will not turn to this Khatib. They won't turn to him and listen to him. And so the listeners, they end up يعني, uh, playing around uh, or there occurs from them heedlessness. يعني, they're heedless about what he's saying. Or even, يعني, it causes uh, uh, sleep to creep up on them. Sleep to creep uh, up on them. Naam. So we continue with the explanation of Shaykh Zaid. Rahmahullah. And he says uh, that in this hadith, hadith تكرار المسألة من مسائل العلم لأهميتها ولتفهم وتحفظ حتى يكون السائل أو السامع على بصيرة Shaykh says that in this hadith, what we take from this hadith is تكرار المسألة يعني to repeat the particular matter يعني in knowledge, the particular uh, aspect of knowledge to repeat it due to its importance لتفهم in order that that thing is understood, and likewise, taḥfād, that it is memorized. What is the Sheikh referring to, from the hadith? Where do we take the Where, where do we take the, the proof for this, though? Repeating something. He said, "Marateen He repeated this. The Rūsūsah when he raises his voice and he said this. Woe to the ankles from the fire He said it either twice or three times And so this shows us what, the, what the Sheikh is saying here uh, That uh, yeah, It is something uh, Which is done In order yeah, and th- that, that particular point Is understood And likewise that it is memorized Or remembered Naam. And so repeating that particular Aspect of knowledge Hatta yukun sail and this is so that the one who who either asks that question or yeah the listener uh, has insight into that to that particular matter and understand and understanding <laughs> the questioner the one who questions and yeah seeks knowledge he asks the scholars and he 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 يعني, um, acquires answers to, to those questions he has. And likewise, the listener. There will come a time upon these two when he will, he will end up being a teacher to the people. وَهُوَ الْمُبَلِّقِ And يعني, he ends up conveying and he'll be someone who conveys that which he heard or that which he knows. قَدْ تدعو الحاجة إلى وإن يعني, The need may necessitate and call to him uh, d- disseminating that knowledge even if it, it is little even if that knowledge that is with him is little now أن يكون مما سمع and so it is necessary that he he verifies that which he hears he verifies that which he hears ومتثبتا مما علم likewise that he verifies that which he knows أو 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 and So يعني, it is important that he when he's listening that he verifies and he listens carefully uh, and this is in opposition to the one who when he hears something from knowledge he is in waswasa. Meaning he's just preoccupied with those whispers that come into his head or he's he's just he's playing around He's heedless or he's busy with something else whilst there's knowledge being disseminated This individual is possible that he doesn't understand that knowledge which is being uh, conveyed it's possible due to him being preoccupied with these things that he doesn't fully understand that which is he, which he hears and this results also in him not being able to convey correctly and in the best of manners uh, if the need calls to that al-mas'ala wa 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 and so repeating something to repeat a matter in order that thing in order for that thing to be understood for it to be uh learnt for it to be conveyed in the correct manner then this is the origin that something is repeated and this is from the sunnah this is something we should, you see in numerous ahadith that the Rasulullah whenever he would uh, speak, that he would say that particular thing three times. And he's even mentioned that when he would give salam, sometimes he would come and give salam three times. He would also give salam three times. Naam. And that is so that that he is understood. Al لأن munazzal شرع, لأن شرع na'am. Uh, the munazzal should be with Alif al-naam. Alif should be with al-naam. Because the legislation of Allah which is being revealed, then this is by bin-naql. This is, it is passed through transmission. And it is preserved through transmission. Transmission. Wa al-mushafaha. By verbally transmitting the Sharia of Allah. Fama hafidha ashabu nabi sallam. That the Kitab and Sunnah, Allah, bil Mushafah, that the companions of the Prophet sallallahu did not preserve and memorize the book and the Sunnah, the Quran and the Sunnah, except through verbal transmission between themselves, bil Mushafah. و أصحاب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حفظوا عنه القرآن. The, the, the companions, they memorized the Quran from the from the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. وحفظ البعضهم عن بعض. And some of them. Memorized from others, from other companions. فكتم القرآن حفظا في صدور بعضهم لأن بعضهم uh, أو لأن بعضهم ما تقبل أن يكتمل القرآن. So the Quran was completed, uh, uh, يعني in, in its its uh, in its memorization and being preserved in the hearts of some of them, the Sahaba. Because some of them also, they died before the Qur'an was completed. الْقُرْآنِ كَثِيرٌ مِنْهُمْ Many of them, they, they memorized the Qur'an. The Sahaba. إِخْوَانَهُمْ And so they, they taught their brothers. وَعَلَّمُوا مَنْ بَعْدَهُمْ And they taught those who came after them, from the Tabi'een and others. Naam. وَالسُنَّةَ كَذَلِكَ عَلَى Likewise, the Sunnah, the prophetic Sunnah, was the same. They memorized it. They passed it on, they taught others, regardless of its يعني, plentiful, plentiful nature, meaning the Sunnah, there is much from the Sunnah. Now, they likewise memorized it and preserved it and passed that on. The Sheikh he mentions a nice point here that not a single authentic hadith was lost. Not a single authentic hadith was lost. في الذكر الذي وعد الله بحفظه في, قول في قوله تعالى إنا نحن نزلنا الذكر وإنا له لحافظ Because the sunnah enters into that statement of Allah وتعالى, and enters into it being the ذكر, the reminder It enters into being the reminder which Allah وتعالى, promised that He would preserve As He said in His saying إنا نحن نزلنا الذكر Indeed we revealed and we I'm reveal the reminder, the Qur'an and the Sunnah, وَإِنَّا And indeed, we shall protect it and preserve it. Now the dhikr here, no doubt, it is the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And because, as we know, that there is no Qur'an without Sunnah, no Sunnah without uh, the Qur'an. Because the, the Qur'an itself on its own, there are many things which a person cannot come to. The knowledge that a person requires and needs, they will not be able to come to, uh, except through the Sunnah. Such as, we saw Tahara and so on. Many matters of Tahara and Salah and so on. Uh, the Sunnah explains this. And so this is Dakhila. The Sunnah is Dakhila and enters into the reminder. However, the Sunnah, the sheikh is referring to the Sunnah. It doesn't... The, the authentic hadith, the sheikh, this is in context of what the sheikh mentioned, that a single authentic hadith was not lost. A single authentic hadith was not lost, however, one individual yeah, is, is unable to compile it all mm-hmm. but the 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 so one particular individual there may have been a hadith which passed him by authentic hadith which he didn't record from the muhaddithin, for example. Ma'am? however, the authentic hadith or the authentic hadith altogether will not pass the whole of the Ummah. There will be some from the ummah who have preserved those hadith, and that is why you find hadith which are authentic outside of Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. And those imams themselves, anyway, didn't, never intended to gather all of the authentic hadith into that one <coughs> Bukhari did not intend that these are the only ah- authentic hadith there are. There are plenty of other hadith which he held to be authentic, but he just didn't insert them into his Sahih because his intent was to make it muhtasar, to make it kind of concise and summarized. And that is why Tirmidhi, Imam Tirmidhi was his student, the student of Imam Bukhari. Imam Tirmidhi would ask Al Bukhari about a hadith which he recorded, but Bukhari did not put into his sahih. He would ask him directly about this hadith, and Bukhari would say it's authentic. But he never recorded it, he never put it into his sahih. Which shows that they did not intend to gather everything that they held to be authentic. There were other hadith that were clear, authentic. In fact, he said he memorized 100,000 authentic hadith. 100,000 authentic hadith and he would memorise 200,000 weak hadith but his sahih has how many hadith? about 6-7,000 hmm? seven, seven but he memorised 100,000 authentic hadith so he did not intend to put everything uh, into that sahih now and so that that sh- shows to us as well the um, error of those who c- come along and say the other books uh, of the sunnah Abu Dawood and Tirmidhi and Nisa and Ibn Majah. Leave them aside, just go refer to bukhari and Muslim. That is incorrect. There are so, still authentic ahadith within those uh, compilations as well. No. So the Shaykh he asks a question and he says, and who are those who, who transmitted and passed on the Sunnah and those who memorized uh, the Sunnah from the Prophet ﷺ? they are the noble companions ضبط yani the Sahaba, they were the ones who, who, who transmitted the Sunnah and preserved it. Uh, and those who came after them, who memorized from them and who learnt from them they n- transmitted from them and, uh, and narrated from them with precision the precision of the heart meaning by, through memorization in the beginning and then the precision of writing when the time of writing came and recording down the sunnah um, came now Salam. Salam. at the beginning they, they would memorize and that doesn't mean they were, they were, they were not those who would write even in the time of the Rasul, there were also those who would write in the time of the Rasul, such as Abdullah ibn Amr, the narrator of this hadith. Abdullah ibn Amr, would, because uh, Abu Harar, he mentions that I didn't find anyone to have more hadith than me, than Abdullah ibn Amr. He used to write, and I didn't use to write. No. So it shows to us that they would write in that, in that time also. Not all of them. Yes, the Ummah was Ummiyoon, and Ummah that was illiterate. The Arabs at that time, they were illiterate, couldn't read or write. It doesn't mean all of them, it just means many of them. But it doesn't mean there still weren't individuals from amongst them who, who, who were not able to read uh, and write. No. So, so hence we, w- we would have those who, Rasulullah would ask them to write to the kings, to call them to Islam. There were those who would command them to, to learn uh, the language of the Jews and so on. And then to write to them and, and so on, read their, 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 yani, uh, th- those, those letters and so on. نعم وحفظ القران الكريم لم يس... لم يسقط منه حرف واحد لحفظ الله له الله ذا نوبل not a single letter has been dropped from the Quran due to Allah protecting the Quran وهي Allah, رجالا جعل به الغاية من حياتهم بالجمع الاحكام منه ان الله he paved the way for men and he, he raised men, um, men who made it the purpose of their life, and يعني, they, they they made it an objective in their lives to gather the Quran, to memorize it, to study it, to 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 revise it, and to likewise to extract rulings from the Quran. and other than that, from the various ways in how uh, يعني, uh the special attention is paid to the Quran Allah Yamba illitullah bilm Khusul san and Yasiru Ala Daikalikin Naj Naajahu Aslaf of whom Al Awail Yani that which is befitting for the students of knowledge uh, specifically that they, that they tread upon this path the same path the path that their Aslaf that their predecessors their first predecessors that I mean in those early generations that they tripped, that they uh, were upon alladhina qala qa'iluhum those uh, who one from amongst them said kunna lannatajawaz al ashra al ayat al ashra al ayat like ayat lakwasha alif lam al ashra al ayat hatta na'lam ma fiha min al ilm wal amal fata'allamna al ilm wal amal ma'an hadihi hiya atariqa ashiha and so from them, the one who said, from the Salaf, the one who said that we would not, and, and more specifically from the Sahaba, that we would not pass 10 verses, we would not go beyond 10 verses from the Qur'an, up until we learn that which is within those verses from knowledge and action. I Meaning they would act upon the meanings of those verses. And so we learn knowledge and action together. And this is the correct path. This is the, the way in how it, this is, the, it, it is done, Shaykh, he says. And so the intent behind all of this is that uh, whoever, whoever has learned something from knowledge, from the shara' of Allah, from the legislation of Allah, then the people are in need of his knowledge. Whether that is whoever from us who has يعني, much knowledge, abundant knowledge, uh, or the one who has who has little knowledge. Al kul al illa Nam. So every single individual, his case is as such as as Allah subhanahu wa taala mentioned. That you have not been given from knowledge illa Except for little You have not been given from knowledge Except for little However, the shaykh says لكن بعض, الناس, لكن بعض الناس أوسع علما من بعض However, some The knowledge altogether That we've been given is little However, some from amongst the people uh, Some have more knowledge than others And yani as it relates to That which is between them قال, عز, قال عز الشأنه, uh, So Allah, he said فَسَالَتْ أَوْدِيَةٌ فَسَالَتْ أَوْدِيَةٌ This is in Surah Tara'ad, where Allah mentions um, أَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ ما أَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ ما Allah, he, he sends down water from the sky, Yani rain. فَسَالَتْ أَوْدِيَةٌ And so the, the, um, yani the valleys flow according to their measure. According to how much water comes down and that is how it is for for the people people have the yani knowledge based on what is given to them yani they, they vary Each, all the valleys they they, they they vary in the amount of water that they that they have and so likewise the people they vary in the amount of knowledge that they have some of them are Osah have more knowledge than others however altogether still we have not been given from knowledge except for قليلة, except for a little one كُلِّ من أتاه الله شيئا من العلم الشرعي، The people are in need of every individual who Allah has given him something from the علم الشرعي. نعم، لأن الناس طبقات متعددة، والناس في أماكن مختلفة، فإذا ذهب طالب العلم الصغير إلى البادية وجد من يحتاج منه إلى شرح مختصر في الشهارتين، بل وللأركان الإسلام والإيمان والإحسان. نعم. And so the sh- he says sh- 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 that the people are of different levels. طَبَقَات They are of different levels. And the people they live and they are from different places. And the student of knowledge, when he, he, even though he might, he might be a beginner, طَالِبِ الْعِلْمِ الصغير. and he's, he's at the beginning stage of learning. The student who learns his religion, attends the lessons and learns his religion, learns knowledge, if he goes out to the desert for example he will find those who are in need of explaining in, in, in a brief manner and in a concise manner uh, the shahadatain people who 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 need to be taught the meaning of the shahadatain rather the pillars of islam and the pillars of iman and ihsan but talib al-nabih yeah the mindful heedful student awal yabda يحقق حاله المراتب The mindful student, the student of knowledge, the first thing he begins with is actualizing these levels marātibuhu thalāf, Because the religion, its levels are three Islam, imān, and ihsan we We've studied that a number of times lāhā And each level has its pillars Islam has five pillars Iman has six pillars, Ehsan has two pillars. Now, nam, now, 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 عليه now, 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 قَالَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَعْلَمُ قَالَ فَإِنَّهُ جِبْرِيلَ أَتَاكُمْ يُعَلِّمُكُمْ دِينَكُمْ And when Jibreel, when he left, and he and he finished from asking the Messenger of Allah and he was answered, and his questions were answered by the Prophet sallam. the Prophet he said to Amar, O oh, Amar, do you know who the questioner is? To which... Uh, he replied, Allah and his Messenger know best. And in the Rasul <coughs> he responded by saying, It is Jibreel he came to teach you your religion. فَاَعْتَبَرَ هَذِهِ الْمَرَاتِبِ هِيَ كُلُّهِ And so the Prophet considered these three levels, all of them, as being the religion, all of them, being the religion all of it. He considered these things to be the religion all of it. <laughs> Oh, al-muqtamil, afan al-muqtamil. Now, due to that which is within these three levels, from abundant knowledge, al-ilm al-ghazir, and, yani complete and perfect knowledge. Now, fa-al-nabi, min talibat al-ilm, yetawajjah ila tahqqiq haadih al-maratib wa yadrusuha ala mashayiq al And so the mindful student of knowledge, the mindful of the students of knowledge, he, he actualizes these three levels and he studies them with the scholars of knowledge. The Sheikh says, I'm referring to the scholars of the book and the sunnah and those who tread on the path of the way of the salaf. And he carries that knowledge from them. So the student of knowledge he carries that knowledge from them, he carries that knowledge which he hears from them, and you don't win and he records that knowledge down. and he researches and he teaches that knowledge to the people. <inaudible> Sheikh says, "How great is the need? How great is the need for the people of the people to know the, the levels of the religion?" The Sheikh mentions as opposed to the talib al-imn Sahir, the talib al which is mutawassit, meaning the one who was has stepped it up now, and he's like a, um, he hasn't reached the end of his studies, but he's somewhere in between. Um, and he's not a beginner anymore, he's, he's advanced. Uh, then this student of knowledge, uh, along with his uh, companions and those who are on the same level as him, then he in his society is a muta'allim he's someone who's still learning but at the same time he's also a mu'allim he's also a teacher he still teaches the people he gives da'wah to them teaches them and so on wal 'alim alladhi qad ataahu Allahu azza wa jalla tul ba' fi li kathrati muddat hayatihi al-madiyah wa huwa yumaris mudakarat al-'ilm ma ahlihi wa aqranihi ma ahli al-'ilm wa ma aqranihi wa kutub it's a Talmuth alayha. And likewise, the alim, the scholar, the one who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him, tul mean He has a great ability, a great ability, and, and he's, he's mighty when it comes to his knowledge. يعني, someone who's very knowledgeable. Now, he's being given abundant knowledge by Allah. Uh, then, then uh, likewise, uh, the scholar. Yani he is one who's similar teaches the people and so on and this is due to the long life that he's been given Long life. He's been given uh, uh, In which he would practice That knowledge and practice. yani uh, study uh, revising that knowledge with his people uh, and with his contemporaries and so on uh, with the people of knowledge uh, and likewise the books the time that he would spend with the books and he would, yani become a student of the book. He would become a student of the books. since, يعني, a person cannot be free from, yani the book, the books, Yani. the books, and likewise from uh, the teacher. بل الناس يحتاجون إليهما. Rather, the people they need both of them that's the dual form, as we know. Those who study in Arabic, the And that's referring to what? What two things have just previously been mentioned? The teacher and the book. Yeah. The teacher and the book. Now. Um, so the sheikh he says that the people need both of them. Adam min they need they need the teacher and they need the books. They need the teachers and books. Now. More so than they need. Food and drink. the student of knowledge in general. The people are in need of him in most of the places. and in most of the times. Abdullah Wa الله wa الله, ورحمه ورحمه الله Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Radhi Allahu Anhu, it khalafi wasiyati. May Allah have mercy upon Abdullah ibn Mas'ud when he said in his advice that he gave, Wa alaykum bil'ilm, fa inna ahadakum la yadri mata yuftakuru ilay. O yuftakuru ilama Abdullah ibn Mas'ud in his statement where he said, Radhi Allahu Anhu, he said, Upon you is knowledge, meaning to seek knowledge. Indeed, one of you does not know when that knowledge would be needed. Now. Oh that which is with him when there is a need for it. And so the Shaykh, he says he gives thanks to Allah uh, for opening this great and tremendous door for us. الَّذِي فِيهِ الْفَضْلُ الْكَبِيرُ وَالْخَيْرُ الْوَفِيرُ That which يعني, in it there is Tremendous, uh, yani fadal virtue and good and abundant good. And it is that, uh, knowledge fell, uh, nakhtarib while And so let us draw near to that, yani uh, continue, let us draw near to that and, and continue. While I ya li valik muntaha hatta tofarik at roh al jessadah. And there is no end. To this seeking of knowledge حَتَّى تُفَارِقُ الْرُوحُ الجسدى. up until the ruh the spirit the, the, the soul leaves the body so whoever dies was يعني he was seeking knowledge and continues to seek knowledge up until he dies به, and also acting upon that knowledge له, and he would disseminate that knowledge he, then he is a mujahid. In the way of Allah, له أجر المجاهدين في سبيل الله. And he has the reward of the Mujahideen in the way of Allah. ذلك فضل الله يعطيه من يشاء. و fadl ذو الفضل العظيم. The Sheikh ends with the saying of Allah, um, and that is, يعني the bounty of Allah يعطيه من من يشاء. He gives it to whomsoever He wills. و الله ذو الفضل And Allah is possesses يعني that uh, tremendous uh, bounty. Now no doubt, يعني uh, word of encouragement from the Sheikh. Uh, but indeed, Allah has opened a great door for us. When there are the, those who, yani, are doing all kinds of other things which are mus, much, much less important, yani, uh, than this uh, affair, and the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us to have this ihtimam, this concern with this knowledge, when there could have been, yani, when there are so many other things that we could be doing, much as, as I mentioned, uh, far less important. Just to end uh, with uh, a few benefits from Sheikh Yunus bin, in the next 5-10 minutes. So after explaining this uh, hadith, Sheikh ibn Famin, he uh, brings some forward from the hadith. He mentions um that what we take from this hadith is uh, the benefit of using that which we use these days of the mukaberatis the microphones and speakers. Now And so this shows to us that this is something praiseworthy. Using microphones, using speakers and so on, this is something which is a means to raising the voice. And we've seen this in a hadith, uh, which brings, uh, or which is a proof for raising the voice. And so even for these matters, here the scholars, we they, they use uh, evidences. And so this shows to us that this is something legislated, and rather something which is praiseworthy. Likewise, um, what we take from this hadith, أنه It shows to us that, Wiping over that which should be washed, then that does not suffice, it's not sufficient because the Prophet ﷺ, he uh, Naam. because the Prophet ﷺ, he applied that threat, hmm? he applied that threat to those who did not wash their ankles. Now, when he said, So, this shows to us that wiping that which should be washed. Then that does not suffice, and so the sheikh he asks a question. He says that um, he says, "Wahal yuzal ghusl an al-mas'f? In what, if only the person washed his head in ablution So the opposite, يعني washing that which should be wiped. So we said that which should be washed if it is wiped then that does not suffice. Hmm. Your feet, for example, you have to wash them. You know, you can wipe over your feet if you have socks on, but put the socks aside. Your bare foot. You can't wipe over them. If you wipe over them, it doesn't suffice. You have no wudu. You have to wash it. But now the Sheikh is asking the opposite. Washing that which should be wiped. So washing uh, the head. The head, we know, we wipe over it. We don't wash it. But if a person wants to now go to the tap and wash his head, does the washing suffice over the wiping? Anyone have an, have an idea? <laughs> hmm? So I think you're agreeing. What did you say, Mubin? So, you're, yeah, you're all agreeing. Uh, yeah, there's actually two statements here. Two statements from the scholars. Hold the sheikh, he says. Um there's two statements those who say uh, that it suffices it suffices however it is disliked it is disliked to wash um yani yeah, that which should should be um wiped so it's disliked so they say it's, it suffices but it's disliked now and those who said that it's not it doesn't suffice and if you was to wash that which should be wiped then there's no wudu for him. Mm. They say, as, as some of you said, he's opposed to the Sunnah. Uh, um, they they use the hadith of the Whoever does an action which is not from our actions, then it is rejected. So a strong proof for that. Um, then the sheikh he says, however, that which there is no doubt concerning is that whoever washes his head as opposed to wiping over it, if he intends, by way of that, to, he, he actually intends to oppose the Sunnah. He intends to oppose the Sunnah. Uh, then this, no doubt, then that is uh, an action which is bathil. It becomes bathil and and, and 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 nullified. And rather, he is and he is in a dangerous situation if he actually intends that. Because a person, and a person could intend to wash the head and he, he's not intending to oppose the sunnah, or, or he's, he's not intending to, to um, to, to, yeah, any, he, he's not arrogant towards the sunnah and he's not intending to oppose the sunnah, but he might do it for a reason. Maybe he's he has something in his head and he's thinking, in his hair, and he's thinking, okay, but I'll wash that out at the same time when I make him wudu, and so that's why he washes his head. Uh, however, if you, you, you may have an individual who who actually wants to oppose the sunnah and he thinks now nah, that washing is yani, it's, it's too, it's too light. Should just, this should be washed. Hmm? Like everything else. And so he actually is, He's opposing the sunnah. Um, then the sheikh he says that this person is in dangerous grounds, his, his wudu is nullified, and some even say it leads to kufr. It could lead to kufr, to disbelief. Now, um, as for if. He was to do that action. Meaning he to, he, he, if he was to wash his, his hair. Um, not from opposing the sunnah. And in t- intending to oppose the sunnah. And to have hatred for the sunnah and so on. Um, then. Um, the sheikh he says. Uh, according to him. Yeah and he's. It, uh, like on the fence. On this issue. Um, he says. Those who say. La La yudzi. Those who say that it doesn't suffice, you know their proof. They, they, they use the proof, whoever does an action which is not from our religion is rejected. But those who say it does suffice with karaha, along with it being disliked, uh, they say that the shara' and the legislation, the reason why, why it uh, legislated the wiping in the first place, is to make it light upon him, to to make it easy upon the individual. Hmm? However, the origin is to actually wash. That's what they say. Hmm? Um, the the reason for the wiping in the first place, just like the socks, the feet, origin is that we wash them. But if you put socks on, you wipe over. That is to make it easy for the Muslim. And so they they, they say that. Um, the origin with all parts is to be washed. However, the head um, has is uh, was been legislated is to wipe over for yeah, due to due to ease. However, the origin is to actually wash. So this is what they say. Uh, however, the Sheikh he says لا الإنسان الذي يغسل بدلاً من أن يمسح على وأقل ما يقال فيه there's no doubt though whoever uh, washes his hair. Uh, he, he is still yeah, in a, in, on dangerous grounds, um, and the least that could be said, at the very least, is disliked. Mm-hmm. It's disliked, so it's not something which is praiseworthy in any way. It's not praiseworthy in any way. The the very least is that it's disliked, and the most is that yeah, and it could even lead to 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 Now, nah. uh, and another question. Um, the shaykh, he says um, that whoever makes a ghusl from janaba after sexual discharge or other than that, wala And he doesn't make wudu. Uh, the scholars, they say that the, the ghusl suffices over the wudu. Right? Because you need wudu from that hadith. Asrar, from minor impurity. When you break wind, urinate, defecate and so on, that's when you make the wudu. That's minor impurity. But then, hadith akbar, such as sexual discharge, that requires the ghusl. And so, the ghusl purifies you from that major impurity. And so, by default, that will move, remove the minor impurity. This is what uh, is being referred to in the question. So, again, the question again, the question is, that whoever makes the ghusl from janaba, um, and he didn't make the wudu within that ghusl. he didn't make the wudu, and he just he pours water all over his body, make sure everything is wet. Um, and also remember, if you take that, if you, if you do do that, then part of the, um, uh, the 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 bath is to insert water into the mouth and the nose. Remember that, because there's people who neglect that, that is part of it. Inside the ear. Now, it's not. Some also is, They say in the, in the part of the ear as well Yes um, So Naam That's an important point the Sheikh he says uh, Naam hu, Aya. Yes This is what the fuqaha they said They said that if he uh, Makes the ghusl Then that um, uh, Suffices over the wudu uh, And They said that this is the Apparent from the Saying of Allah uh in kuntum junuban fattaharu. And if you are in a state of janaba after sexual discharge, فطحروا. then فطحروا here means take, make the wusl. And Allah did not say and make wudu. Allah did not say if you after sexual discharge, make ghusl and then make wudu. Allah did not say that. Rather, he just said make ghusl So that's the apparent from the from, from the verse. Now and at tahara min al and washing, or, or, or purifying oneself after the major set of impurity, there is no mass in that. There is no wiping of anything in the ghusl. Now, except for that which there is a need for, like the jabira, like the the uh, bandage and so on, of a wound. Now... Um, or else even the Khufain, we know the Khufain, you can't use you can't wear the Khufain also, you can't wear the socks, the leather socks or socks when taken Also, so you have to take them off. Now, the only thing that a person is allowed to wipe over is the womb. Um uh, Yani if he has a bandage on. Now he's allowed to wipe over wipe over the bandage. Now and then this leads to the next question which is إذا ليوم الجمعة, مثلا, وَلَمِّ فَهَلْ يُجْزِئِ and so if a person, he makes the ghusl for yawm يوم, al-jum'a يوم And he doesn't make the wudhu So again, same thing he Makes the ghusl but doesn't make wudhu But this time we're talking about jum'a For jum'a The sheikh he says, la Then here it doesn't suffice Here it doesn't suffice You have to make wudhu Even if you make the ghusl You have to make the wudhu It's different from the janaba. When, you when you're in a state of janaba. You make the ghusl, and that is purifying you from impurity. And you're purifying yourself from that major impurity, so by default it's going to remove anything which is lesser than that. The minor impurity. But the ghusl of Juma isn't to remove impurity. That's for, as the Shaykh says, uh, وَاجِب مُسْتَقِلُ It is a wajib which is separate. That is a wajib of 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 jum'ah. Of, of, uh, yani being in a clean state and for juma because it being be, be a special day and so uh, that does not suffice but rather a person still has to make wudu so a person within his wudu should make the wudu now Hada wa sallallahu ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in now You have all to make it all, all agree that the voice would <laughs> suffice. Oh you're talking about what is the kidaf in the which which instead, which instead of uh imperative, so do you have to make the the not in Jemala? Oh you're talking about the first one? No. Um I don't recall the names Yani or the um Magai. But yes the others will say you miss you still make the the, the, <coughs> the um it it yes a, yes 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 now from uh, of, of, uh washing the face it's from the earlobes to the earlobes and the top of that to the chin yes but i was wondering this part of the uh, of, of my hair is also within my earlobes to say is that part of the face or is this part of, of the head now whatever whatever the hair okay. Yanni, is yeah, yani stems from yeah. whether that's at the top or the side that's considered as your head okay, your the face head. is yani uh, that which is other than the hair yeah and yeah yani, um so from here from the from the top as we said uh, to your chin including the, the beard uh and yeah yani, widthwise and from ear to ear yeah yani, that which is above now above the 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 the, the, the ears as i said if it, if you're talking about where your hairline on the side is also that's still your head that's your head now Yeah.
1: It doesn't make wudu
0: within. Yeah. What's the rule? Depends which situation you're talking about. If you're talking about Janaba, if you're talking about Janaba, so a person has relations with his wife, and then he makes ghusl, um, he makes ghusl the and then he prays immediately without making wudu, that's fine. Okay. He's, so why is difference between juma and in the Because, look, if you go back to the ghusl you're making from, from Juma, uh, sorry, from Janaba. Yeah. That's to remove that major state of impurity You're in a, you're in a state of major uh, impurity Is there specific narration yeah? for the janaba The ghusl is the impurity or Is there specific narration that for, for what? Including the, the, the word impurity? No, no, the verse itself The verse itself If you're in a state of janaba Fattahiru, the meaning of is make the khusur So janaba, you have to make khusur you know, but you have to make, And the, of the, the action of the shows to us as well. Um, so, what you're intending from that ghusl is to exit out of the state of impurity, which prevents you from making salah. Right? Whereas, Jum'ah, according to some of the scholars, because some say it's not obligatory, but those who say it's obligatory, they say yeah, it's wajib to make ghusl. But that ghusl is a, a ghusl of Jum'a. Nothing to do with Janaba, you might not even be in the state of Jan'aba, you don't even have a wife. You see what I'm saying? right? That is the obligation of just uh, washing and taking a ghusl for Jum'ah. You see what I'm saying? So when you're doing that, that ghusl itself isn't to remove any hadith. It's not to remove that impurity. You see what I mean? That is just simply to fulfill the obligation of Jum'ah. So that's why, that's why, sorry, that's why if a person, the Shaykh actually mentions this, that's why if a person was to make wudu and not um, make the wusul, yeah, uh, on Jum'ah, then his prayer is correct, according to those who say that it's, it's not obligatory. Or even those who say it's obligatory, actually, even those who say it's obligatory, so sh- Shaykh mean Inhoz it's obligatory to make the wusul, Yeah? And this will show to you now how, yeah, inshallah, it should clear it up for you. They say it's obligatory to make also Yom Al Right? But if you still didn't do it, if you didn't make the usul, you made wudu and went and prayed j- uh, Jum'ah, your prayer is correct.
1: Even
0: yeah, yeah, even those who say it's obligatory because that's just a summit separate. You know what I'm saying? You sin, according to them, you're sinful for not doing it because the Prophet said, man, ata Yom Al uh, 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 He's no, he said, Everyone who has wet dreams. So um it's clear wording. Yeah. The uh, Rusul of Yomjuma is obligatory for every Balik individual. Right? So even those who say it's obligatory, they say if you, let's say for some reason, didn't make the usul. You didn't have any time, you were working, whatever, didn't get a chance to make ghusl. Time for salah is here right now. They make it, the, khutbah, the khatib just finishes khutbah. You've got there. Basically, you had no time to make ghusl. you got there. You've got wudu. And you pray. Your prayer is correct. Because that salah doesn't require ghusl. It's not the salah that requires ghusl. It just requires tahara. The uh, ghusl is, is, is something which you do for Jum'ah, for reaching that day yeah. And if you didn't do it according to those who, are obligatory, who hold it to be obligatory You're sinful for not doing it But there's no connection to it to the prayer So, it's, it's, so it shows to you that that ghusl doesn't remove impurity That ghusl of doesn't remove impurity when you, mean? you mean just a, a bath yeah. or a shower? Yeah, just, just a bath like, to the You can still do it, do it according to the sunnah, yeah have just but if you were water. to do it, so if you were to do it and make the wudu within it, then that suffices. you But if you were to do it with from from because remember the the the, the uh, easiest way to make a wash is just to pour water all over yeah, without starting the right first and all, you know the, the uh, complete wash. Um, so yeah, I mean that would I mean. just be simply bathing yourself. Yep. But if you were to do that on Juma. If you used to bathe yourself and intend, okay, I'm making the ghusl for, for Jum'ah, you did that, but you didn't make the wudu in, in that ghusl, when you're in the bath, you didn't make the wudu, then when you get out, you still need to make wudu for your salah. You see? Whereas for Janaba, when you when you made the ghusl there, you're intending, your intent behind the ghusl is what? To remove impurity. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. No.
1: So it's not, do you,
0: mm-hmm. What do they use? It's actually the four madhabs who hold that it's not obligatory, it's, it's mustahab is recommended. What they use is basically All um the you hmm? the the yeah. Um they use um a number of hadith, the hadith of the where he said, Man ata al juma whoever comes reaches basically al jumah um Fal uh yata-tayyab. Let him put on طيب عطر ولي تسوك Let him use the uh, uh ولي اقتصر And let him make ghusl Yeah So the scholars say Here look the Prophet Coupled غصر With things which are well known Within the Ummah Things which are not obligatory عطر uh, No one says applying it is is obligatory No one no one says making this, putting this, you know, using the sawak is obligatory because the says, he clearly negated the fact it's, it's obligatory in the, in the Hadith. If it wasn't for, you know, the on my ummah, then I would have made it obligatory for every prayer. Uh, so the fact that the Muslim coupled it with ghusl, he coupled ghusl with things which are not obligatory, shows it's not obligatory. This is what they use. Also, the Hadith where the Prophet said that whoever um, um, on on Juma, Um whoever uh, makes uh, ghusl whoever uh, makes wudu yeah for uh جمعة, and comes to salah with wudu then it um uh, يعني, uh, he said that there is something good the is good and whoever makes ghusl for who is afdal and whoever makes ghusl it is better so what does that come across you know, bring across the fact that you can make wudu, and if you do that, it's good. Just wudu, but if you came with ghusl it's better. So it shows that you. So that it shows to us that ghusl itself is not obligatory. Then also you also have the fact that um, uh, when Uthman radiAllahu anhu when he came, and he came late, and Umar ibn Khattab was giving the khutbah, um, and he came and he said uh, he asked him why are you late. And he said that he was busy and preoccupied, and he, he didn't even have time to make a ghusl. He just made wudu. And he said, "And he, he said, you didn't even make a ghusl, you said, and you you come only with wudu." Um, so this is a proof, and it's actually a proof which uses which is used both ways, it's actually used by both parties. Uh, those who say it's not obligatory use it to say, "Look, Uthman. if it was obligatory, he would have made ghusl, but the fact that he came with just wudu." Um, shows that it's not obligatory. But then those uh, who say it's obligatory, they use the statement of Umar that Omar showed his rejection. He said, you know, and you've all you've done is just made wudu. Um so that's the proof which is used both ways. Al Hassel is that basically there's there's a difference opinion, there's evidence for both. Um what Shaykh Albani says Allah. he says that um he says Yani uh, in 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 as an argument to those who hold the other position he says um, that what they're doing is taking a hadith which mentioned the virtues the virtues of making ghusl uh, on Yom al because what they say is look okay they only, they accept and they acknowledge this is the hadith the clear hadith that whoever uh, that ghusl of Yom al is obligatory for every Balik individual every adult Muslim right male adult Muslim um, so, what makes them divert away from obligation, which this hadith clearly brings across, is the fact that those other evidence that we just mentioned show that it's not obligatory. So the cost, the, the, the the principle they work with is if the, we find that Rasulullah was, was he ever did something, which, um, or, the, or if there was something which. The, there is evidence to, to, to um, show that it's obligatory. But yet, at the same time, he wouldn't do that thing. It shows that it's not obligatory. Yeah, But rather, it's something recommended, highly recommended. The fact that he will leave it sometimes. That, that is why some of them, they also say about the sutra. So again, the four madhabs, they don't hold the sutra, the sutra to be wajib. You need to put something in front of you when you're praying. The four madhabs don't hold it to be wajib. Why? Because there are also evidences... Um, like when the Rasulullah was praying in, in Minna, he was praying and he was praying and there was, he, was, he wasn't praying towards anything. Abdullah bin Abbas he came and he saw and he, he said the Prophet wasn't praying towards anything. So then they say, yes, okay, there's evidences there that, that would bring across a meaning that's obligatory. But then the fact that the yeah, and he, he prayed without it, shows it's not obligatory. Because how is it possible that the someone is going to say something that's obligatory but then not do it himself? Or he's going to say something's haram and then do it himself? Like, you know, the issue of the, the the thigh. Is the thigh part of the aura of the man? Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, there's the hadith that um, he said, uh, He said, cover your thigh. He said, he, said, he, said, but, he said, cover your thigh, for indeed the thigh is from the aura. Yeah. But then at the same time, the Rasulullah when Abu Bakr entered upon him, and he had his thighs uncovered, Umar came in his thighs were uncovered when Uthman came in then he covered them and when he was asked why he said the angels uh, shall I not be shy of the one who the, uh, shy of the one who even the angels are shy of but go back the fact that he had been uncovered in front of Abu Bakr and 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 Omar, right if it was her, if it was part of the aura he wouldn't he wouldn't uncover it in front of uncover it in front of anyone you see so what they say here this is why the, the scholars they have a they have a uh, uh, a way in dealing with these issues they come to the middle ground and that is that um as it relates to those matters which are we're talking about doing an action or something obligatory um if there are evidences to show obligatory, obligatory evidences that show um other than that then the reconciliation is that it's highly recommended and if you are talking about something prohibited um then we say it's not haram, but disliked. Or, in this particular issue anyway, in this particular issue of the of the thigh, um, that first hadith, which we mentioned of cover your thigh, but indeed it is, is awrah, um, many of the scholars declared it, declared it to be weak. Declared it to be weak. Shuhatim says it's weak. But then the balance is this, that if it leads to fitna, if it leads to a man cover, uncovering his thighs, leads to fitna and so on then he then it's obligatory to, for him to cover but if it doesn't then he's he's, he's okay and so similar also with the ghusl of jum'ah someone can make a balance like ibn al qaim he said he said the balance is this that if a person reaches jum'ah and he has a stench on him he has a like a foul stench it's obligatory in his case obligatory in his case to make the ghusl but if he doesn't then it's just recommended of Jumma and so on. Yeah. Mm. Well I don't know. Not that I've come across. Yeah. No nothing. No. So that's um, for example if the women's wearing Jimba that's very tight, very difficult to take. So yeah. wipes it over the yeah. Yeah. Um and the ears are covered as well. Mm. which you have to take off. it up and um, Yeah um um that's a difficult one Sheikh I mean he I read the photo from Shanghai where he kinda of holding back. He was holding back mm. on that. It look looking into further, inshallah. When you asked the timing of what's it on Fridays, what time would it come, after Fajr? Yeah, after Fajr, after Fajr. Fajr is going to say after Fajr. Some did say as soon as um, Jum'a kicks in, which is the night before. So, so, so say it, after it kicks in the night before. because that, Strictly speaking, you've done a Ghus'ulah on Jum'a.
1: Some say even after sunrise,
0: right? Some say after sunrise, after Fajr, yes. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah, and th- that that's yeah, that's what I was gonna say that it is is the closer you are to, to the time is better. So when you say break it, you mean it sounds like He's it. Time? No Yeah. Oh, like okay. normal. Yeah, I need that yeah uh, that's again one of those ones where um yeah and it's not a person shouldn't be you know too harsh on himself and if he if he for some reason it might be easier or the situation might dictate that he actually has to do it before fajr or you know maybe he's working early in the morning you know it takes the ghusau but he takes it the night before the juma and after maghrib the night before because juma has kicked in um you know so in his situation you know that's what's best for him and easy for him uh, but if a person is, is off, then the closer he is to the time, uh, is better. And he makes it also under wudu at the same time and, he's, and he keeps it and, and, and so on. But again, even if he was to break his wudu and all this stuff, you know, no one can say it's obligatory. You know, that you have to do it this time and, you know, keep the wudu, don't break it. No. I've got a few quick
1: questions. Okay. Um, is it haram to wear one out of my clothing that's just pure red in colour? Ah, yeah. A and it was only red, no other on
0: it, just Yeah, yeah. If part. it's if it's if it's fully red, nothing else on it, then then yes. Yeah. But if it's if it's red and it has like a anything else on it, like yeah. a, a badge or you know uh, any other colour on it, then it's fine. Yeah. Sure, sure. was answer that question. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, uh, with actually being a sunnah,
1: like if there was some sort of um, situation where the, we had to like fight. Reasons. would we we wouldn't use uh, like a bow and arrow so would it be good to learn how to handle like uh, more modern weaponry like the equivalent of that would that be like yeah a recommended yeah, yeah. or something to do yeah the
0: scholars they say this yeah. yeah when it comes to the books of jihad and so on they explain um you know uh, preparing for jihad and so on they say you know so le- learning the the modern day uh, right. weaponry and so on you know and that's why you know it's it's um something that they uh, scholars, they mention the uh, concerning the Muslim rulers buying the modern-day weapons, yeah. buying you know the tanks and so on, the uh, fighter jets and all these kind of things. Something they should do. Yes, something they should do. Yeah. And um, so, learn learning the 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 various um, ways of fighting the modern-day ways of fighting. Yes, I
1: know it's um, still not to like wrestle and things like that, mm. but would um, like boxing or kickboxing for the sake of self-defense be okay? Because you would be like Punching each other in the
0: face. Yeah, you could you can learn you can learn it but if it involves that was since punching in the face then no. Yeah. So even it's if it's like Boxing and kickboxing if it's if it's in the face, no. Yeah. You can't. That's for telephone shipping bars and others. One more yes. question. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> um There's some not wearing like rings. Like I've yeah. heard it's you need to wear you can wear a silver ring on the left hand, the right hand, I've heard that you can wear rings on both hands. Mm. Uh, it should have a stone in it. It doesn't really matter if it's got a stone in it. What's like strongest position with
0: regard
1: to wearing
0: uh, a ring from? Um, yeah, of course, gold is out of the out of yeah. the question. Even even gold plate. To be honest with the scholars they talk about gold plate plated watch uh, or ring. Then even Chef Camini says, um, even though it's not real gold, the fact that it brings across to anyone who can see. Um, yeah, and it could um lead to a person having having doubt and suspicion that that's actually a real goal so a person shouldn't even bring that doubt to himself. Um as for as for the ring, then um or which hand well, you assume? I've heard that you can
1: wear rings on uh, one ring on the left, one ring on the right, I so and I've heard you can only wear one ring, then it's like do you wear it on the pinky or the third
0: finger on the left or pinky or the third finger on the right. Yeah, to be so honest with you, I mean it's it's um it, it's something to you, which uh, i've not really looked into in great detail to manage you um unless any of the brothers here they, they have looked into it uh, Allah Allah. Yeah. um but i, I don't want to say you know because they could be actually uh fingers which is is haram to,
1: yeah,
0: okay yeah yeah Allah the authenticity Allah Allah. and so
1: on Allah Allah, Allah Allah. Uh,